0: hey everyone thank you for tuning in to the recommendations for the recently redeemed podcast i'm your host carson hall the college and career pastor here at maysville baptist church i'm so thankful you tuned in today for our recommendations to help you grow in your walk with the lord and i pray they benefit you greatly Welcome back to this week's episode of the Recommendations for the Recently Redeemed Podcast. Today, I am joined by a dear friend and mentor of mine, Abe Brown. Abe Brown, thank you for coming on the podcast today.
1: You're welcome, Carson. I appreciate the opportunity.
0: Now, Abe, you are the Director of Facilities here at Maysville Baptist Church. Do you want to take just a minute and just share with the people listening what all that entails?
1: Yeah, I can tell you, Carson, and I, and I laughingly say that the, uh, the director of facilities is, is a spiritually correct name for a janitor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, the reality of it is that I help oversee anything from maintenance inside to outside maintenance, uh, whatever I'm called to do within the boundaries of the church. Yeah. Uh, that's what I do. And it's been a pleasure to work at Maysville Baptist Church. I've been here now. Uh, Going on uh, 16 years Mm. uh, under that same uh, title, if you will, Director of Facilities. Uh, Proud of my department. I have Hunter Chatters as one of my affiliates, along with Jay Moore that's been with me now. Gosh, going on probably 12, 13 years. Yeah. So uh, that's kind of what I do. I help maintain the church from the ground floor up.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And we're very thankful for all you do do. So. Just for any new listeners tuning in, how this podcast works is it's a podcast designed to really give some recommendations, build a foundation, kind of a ground floor for, hey, I just got saved. What do I need to be studying in my Bible? Where do I need to start reading? And Abe, would you like to give your first book of the Bible that you would recommend for a new believer?
1: Yes, I would, Carson. And you just hit the nail on the head. You said your first book of the Bible that you would that I would recommend, and that would be the Book of Genesis. Uh, you, people have heard this all their life. What better place to start than in the beginning? Yeah. And that's kind of what uh, my focus is. Uh, many times is looking at the Book of Genesis, and a lot of people probably don't realize that the book of Genesis, give or take 100 years, which is a lot, it's about 2,200 years yeah. uh, of a span. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, of all the books in the Bible, it actually covers more years than the other 65 books combined. Mm. So it, it's an amazing book uh, that is full of of information about who created us. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the book I've chosen today.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great place to start. And that's been, we've had a few people on the podcast recommend Genesis. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, I think kind of if I could sum up what has been the overall theme of this first season, mm-hmm. which it makes sense for this first season, us covering first one to two years of a Christian's walk. right is building a foundation. Yep. And a foundation needs, you need the core stuff. You That's need right. to, who you are, what Christ did, mm-hmm. how you got here, why why you're here, yep. why we need Christ mm-hmm. is a very important thing. And Genesis is a great way to really kind of open that up, build yeah. that ground level, if you will, that foundation and bridge off of it in your Christian life, from there,
1: yeah, there's no doubt. And I think Carson, if a person can kind of accept uh, the fact that the first or the first few verses of Genesis, then it makes the rest of the Bible much uh, easier to accept. Mm-hmm. You know, now you and I both know we'll never grasp completely. Yeah, what the creation story is about, but if you can accept it by faith, then I think it gives you, as you said, a foundation to begin to study God's word. Um, you know, if you believe the beginning, to me, then it's a whole lot easier to believe the ending. Yeah, uh, and and those two are all linked together. I mean, the fact that that Genesis opens with. God is being eternal mm-hmm. and i think a lot of people maybe miss that that god had to already exist mm-hmm. before he started creation yeah and the fact that his eternal existence is obvious after you start to read genesis you know is, is really an amazing thing and there again if you can accept that by faith then it's going to help you through the entire
0: Bible mm. yeah yeah, I love that. I love what you said. You know, if you have faith to believe yes. the beginning, yep. more than likely you're going to have faith to believe the ending. So,
1: well, we there's a a word that we don't use a whole lot, Carson, uh, that I think relates to Genesis, and 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 that word is transcendent. Mm. Uh, that God existed there again prior to, obviously, right, and then He is also greater than the creation. And trying to piece all that together sometimes Mm. is very difficult. But there again, when you look at the lifespan of Genesis, it's going to take you from creation all the way to what uh, the death of Joseph, I guess it is. In 50 chapters, uh, all of that teaches us about who God is. And it is the foundation of faith Mm -hmm. for me. And I think many other believers out there. And when we accept the fact that God is above all things, Mm. he's greater than everything. And that's what makes Genesis linked to the transcendent God.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: uh, And that's that's the way I I guess I kind of grasp Genesis Mm. anyway. Yeah.
0: I think that's a great recommendation. So start in Genesis. Start with the beginning. Yeah. You know, I, I love that. I love that.
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, you said it earlier, Carson, you know, man's always had a desire to know, you know, where did I come from? Mm -hmm. Why am I here? And when you look at Genesis, uh, you can find that out. Yeah. You know, uh, Genesis answers those questions. And here's the good thing about it. They answer or Genesis answers those questions authoritatively. Mm. So you don't have to worry about and I'll use this a little bit later, but I love absolutes within the scriptures yeah. that don't leave any gray area. And I think when you look at the very first part of Genesis, that's what you find. Yeah. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earths, mm. And that just that teaches us so much. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people out there, Carson, that don't even look at creation as a remote possibility, mm. you know. And, and, and I can kind of share this with you a little bit. Um, my wife and I were blessed recently, uh, my wife Robin, uh, to go on a cruise to Alaska mm. uh, back in September of last year. And I was sitting down with a, uh, a man from Manhattan, New York. Oh, wow. Now, this is a very educated man that built, was an engineer that drew up um, architectural designs and helped build high-rise hotels, motels, buildings in yeah. Manhattan. And, and you can kind of picture what he would probably do. And I sat down beside him. And one of the things that I found out about people is they're very inquisitive when they see your Bible. Yeah. So I had my Bible opened up, you know, and, and really at that point in time, I, I wasn't reading. I had it open, mm-hmm. and he asked a question. He said, uh, what, what, what book you reading my right there? And I said, well, that's my Bible, mm-hmm. you know, or that is the Bible. And uh, he began to ask questions or talk a little bit. And he said that he was an accomplished cruiser. He'd been on 52 cruisers, cruises, oh, wow. he and his wife. So I asked him this question. I said, which one was your favorite cruise? And he said, it was actually one I took to Egypt. Wow. Which kind of threw me off a little bit. You know, I was thinking, well, probably this one, you're going on in Alaska right now, yeah. where you see everything that God has created. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, why did you choose Egypt as being your favorite cruise? And he began to kind of explain to me, he talked about the pyramids, he talked about the deserts, but he's talked about the beauty of what was in Egypt that maybe that I've never seen, you know, yeah. maybe not even pictures of it, but he began to talk about that. And then he made one of the strangest statements I've ever heard for someone that I said, here's a very educated man that's traveled the world, and this is what he told me. He said that um, I would have loved to have met the aliens that helped create, not create, but build all of that in Egypt. Wow. Yeah. And I thought, oh, it it just threw me for a loop. And so he began to kind of expound on that a little bit. And I thought, well, here's an opportunity to share. Mm. So I asked him, I turned and I pointed toward um, the mainland, with the mountains and the snow and the, and the water between us and all the beauty there. And I said, would you consider that as being made by man? And he said, well, it's a possibility. I don't really know. And I said, well, you, have you ever considered the fact that it might be created? Mm. And this is what he told me. No. Wow. So therefore, I, therein lies the importance of knowing. Mm. Where did I come from? Yeah. Who created me? Who created this environment that I'm blessed to live in? And who's maintaining this environment? Yeah. So it was just kind of a, a shocking reality that not everybody believes in creation.
0: Yeah. Mm. That's so true. So true.
1: Yeah. And I think that Genesis, uh, it, when you look at it, Carson. It relates to so many things that people don't quite, uh, maybe, maybe we don't really understand uh, how much is there. I mean, you, you're talking about uh, life, uh, marriage. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about sin, death, uh, family, um, redemption, mm. and even language. Yeah. You know, it all is derived from Genesis. Yeah. So that's why Genesis, again, is just. Really important mm. to me in a Christian's walk, from my perspective.
0: Yeah. yeah, I think that's a great, great place to start. So, starting Genesis, where would you move after Genesis?
1: Well, I, I, I made a few notes here that that I can reference to. I, I think, uh, for me, Carson, I, I would go to the Book of John. Okay. And John is the perfect book for any new Christian, or old, like me. Uh, (laughs) But it begins the same way. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Mm. So it goes all the way back. And to me, that's what links kind of the Old Testament to the New Testament, Mm. is where John begins to, to describe that. And you've got to read that portion of it, and you read them down further in the verses till you realize, well, he's not talking about the Word in relationship to the written Word. Right. He's talking about Jesus Christ. Yeah. So I, I think that is so important. The, the other thing that I truly like about John, much like Genesis, it is full of absolutes. Yeah. And you think about it, Carson, from this perspective. We live in a society that really has gone away from absolutes. Mm. You know, we would, as a whole, we would trend toward tolerance yeah. or intolerance. And when you look at that and you see those absolutes that are written in John, uh, you can say, hey, this man knew what he was talking about, you know, and he wrote it down. And I think it's so important for young Christians to understand that there's so many absolutes right in that book of John that'll teach you life lessons and it'll help you understand Jesus even more so.
0: Yeah. Mm.
1: So I I, th- I think that's important. Yeah. Um, you know, John kinda begins with its own abbreviated story, I guess, of creation. Mm-hmm. And then it moves forward with the life of Jesus, and that's somewhat different than the Synoptic Gospels before it, Uh, but yet it's similar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The thing I like about John and the absolutes, Carson, is that he doesn't mince any words. Right. He doesn't make it hard to understand. Yeah. He just writes the facts down. There are so many verses that or affirmative as to who Jesus Christ is. Yeah. Yeah, so
0: I think it's a great place to jump to next. And I like this progression you have built here yeah. in this, you know, this new Christian looking for, hey, you know, I need these absolutes. Yeah. And, you, you know, this absolute of okay, here's how we got here. Right. Uh, Here's why we need a Savior. And then move to John where you see in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. Mm -hmm. Jesus and God are one and the same. Right. And how God sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for our sins so that bridge can be mended that was broken in genesis so you see the bridge burned and then it (laughs) restored all in one you know in that transgression or yeah transgression from you know genesis to john
1: it does and there again are so many absolutes there when you think about um the book of john And and i guess some of them they're not different, but John would teach us this. He would say, you know, in my father's house, there are many mansions. Mm. You know, if it were not so, I wouldn't have told you. That's a paraphrase. I wouldn't have right. said that there were. Yeah. So and then he goes on and tells him, says, and if I go and prepare a place, I will return and receive you unto myself that where I am, you may be also, mm. you know, and, and I like the fact that John is sitting there spelling it out. You know, there is a heaven. Yeah, Jesus is there. God is there, and we've got a home there. Mm. And then all we got to do is look a little, uh, you know, further into John, or, or, or and we find what we find where it says, you know, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Mm. And to me, that is one of the most, uh, I don't know, powerful verses in all of scriptures because there again, it leaves no room. Yeah, for any other Savior. Mm-hmm. We've got one. You might as well choose him.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. It's a great, great place to go next. So start in Genesis, add on to the foundation with John. Where would you move after John into like a spiritual book to kind of supplement in this?
1: I really thought about this a- a- after I saw the question, Carson, and um and I'm not going to dig deep into this, but I I, want to share this just briefly. Mm. Uh, When I was uh, in elementary school, which today would be grammar school, okay, or primary school, excuse me, Um, I wasn't the uh, best reader in the world. Uh, And until they kind of discovered the fact that I had this slight disability when it Mm -hmm. came to comprehension and reading... And, and there was a lady, I'll never forget her name. Her name was Miss Gurley, uh, that helped me some with my reading. Mm. But the fact that I had gotten so far behind, uh, and it didn't seem like much. It just seemed like, well, I'm only three years behind, four years maybe. Right. But that stayed with me for a long time. So for me, simple is best to a mm-hmm. certain degree. And the book that I, I'm choosing is kind of off uh, grid, if you will, yeah. Uh, in that Richard and Henry Blackaby wrote a devotional called Experiencing God. In fact, um, I just have, and I say just have, I've only had it now about, I don't know, six or eight months. It yeah. was actually given to me by Coach Mark Hollers, who was the head coach at uh, Commerce High School's and we meet on Thursday mornings for a devotion with the rest of the football staff, or the ones that can come. Mm-hmm. And he wanted something tangible. Yeah. Uh, prior to that, I would just kind of bring something to the table in the form of a verse.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: and we would talk. But this way, we, you've got a book in your hand, a daily devotional that you can kind of walk through. And what Blackaby does, both Henry uh, and Richard, um, is they'll give you a scripture passage, and then they'll kind of have some life application with other scriptures within. Now, hear, hear me. That's not a substitute for studying the Bible. Right. But it's an addition, too. Yeah. And that has helped some in the fact that I've, I've been blessed through that devotional time with the Commerce Coaching staff, and... Every now and then they'll call me or, or text me and say, "Hey, have you read today's uh, devotional?" Mm. And, and that means a lot. So I think for any new Christian, when when you and I are talking about new Christians Carson, they don't have to be young, right? They can be any age that just yeah. new to Christianity. Mm-hmm. They've got a new Savior. It's good to have something in your hand that says, "You know, I need to read my devotional tomorrow." Mm-hmm. There again, d- don't let it be your main source, right? but it, let it be one of your sources for studying God's Word. Yeah,
0: let it be a supplement. You got it. Mm-hmm. That's a, I think that's a great point. And, you know, in my personal study, I even occasionally will <coughs> reach over to one. Yep. You know, I've been going through 1 Corinthians, and I read some of the Proverbs every day, okay. and one that has been mentioned on this podcast that I've recently picked up myself is my utmost for his highest by Oswald Chambers. So, you know, just sometimes when I'm wanting just a little bit more than what I've read in my scriptures that day, you know, I'll Mm -hmm. bounce over and say, okay, today's October 12th or whatever the day may be. I think today's October 28th. So I'll go over to October, or not October, but November 28th. -hmm. And I'll read that for the day. And, you know, it's just... It's nice to have something to supplement that reading of the text, just to kind of it gives a little more depth, if you will. Mm-hmm. So, I I think that's a great recommendation, something to round off that devotional time.
1: Yeah, and when you look again at the Book of John, I um, and those that have read scriptures, they they, they know this that there are. Seven I ams
0: mm-hmm.
1: in the book of John. And let's back up and say, you know, what are those seven I ams? What are they? Well, they're all absolutes. Yeah. Go back to the book of Genesis. Genesis, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That's an absolute for me. Mm-hmm. I know without a doubt that He did what He said He did. And then when you look into the New Testament, and I had to kind of put them on on, on my little notes, it said that. Jesus said, I'm the bread of life. Mm-hmm. There's one. I, I am the door of the sheep. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the good shepherd. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And I am the uh, true vine. Mm-hmm. You know. So uh, all of those are absolutes. Like I said, they don't leave any room for margin. Yeah. Or they don't leave any room for someone that is not a believer to say more or less, well, no, there's an alternate way. Right. There's an alternate Person,
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know, whatever it might, whatever they might believe, because we believe in the Bible. Yeah, and and, and it finishes it mm-hmm. uh, right there. I uh, I heard, I think it was um, Jerry Vines, and, and don't hold me to this, but I think it was Jerry Vines one time. Uh, someone told him said uh, that you're so narrow-minded that you probably believe that all of your church members are going to heaven. And uh, Jerry Vines, I think probably. that wasn't the question. Excuse me, Carson. The question was, uh, you're so narrow-minded that you believe there's only one way to heaven Mm. and that your church members may know it. And Jerry Vine said, said, I'm not that narrow-minded. He said, there are some of my church members that do not know the way. Yeah. You know, so, but John explains it, again, explicitly. Uh, It it doesn't leave any room for margins or gray uh, areas.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think it's, I think those three are some great recommendations, Abe. And just to kind of finish this off today in closing, what is that one piece of advice that you wish somebody would have told you when you were a new Christian?
1: I think it's Carson. It's related to exactly what you and I have been discussing. Um, read. God's Word. Yeah. If you want to get to know the author, then you got to read his Word.
0: Right. Uh,
1: There are all sorts of supplements that you and I can utilize, commentaries and interpretations and anything and everything that a person can imagine today. Right. Because of, um, I don't know, so much information we can gather. Mm Mm-hmm but pick up god's word and read it um and, and i'm kind of back up to what you said you know what would i tell a new christian um, in particular for a father or a mother mm. then allow your children to see you engaged in reading god's word now this will probably sound a little different But I'm not talking about from a device. Right. Not your cell phone. Not your iPad. Whatever it is got that you can pull up God's Word. And I'm not against that. Yeah. But your children need to see you reading God's Word. So, therefore, they understand that Carson Hall, uh, Vivian, is reading God's Word. Mm. Where if you've got the cell phone in your hand, they may say, you know, well, he's playing Remy. Yeah. (laughs) Or, Or what is he doing? Yeah. And then you say, well, no, no I'm, I'm reading the Bible. Well, well, oh, okay. But if they see God's Word in your hand, then there's no denying it. Right. So I think that's a little bit of advice, especially mm-hmm. for young couples. Uh, allow your children, if you have children, allow your wife, allow your spouse in, to see you reading God's Word. Yeah. And I think that helps. Yeah.
0: I think that's a great piece of advice, you know, and I loved what you said. You're never truly going to get to know the author unless you read his words. So, you know, I think that's a great place to be and a great pace of advice for a new Christian. So Abe, I just want to thank you so much for coming on to the podcast today. I want to thank you for your friendship and your mentorship. You know, you've been a big mentor in my life, whether or not you realize that or not, but you've been a big mentor in my life. And I'm thankful that you've been willing to come on the podcast. And I hope these recommendations will help others as well.
1: I do too. And I appreciate what you do, Carson, and uh, where God's going to take you uh, and where he has you right now. Um, Yes, sir. God's going to work with you it's going to be a great time.
0: Yes, sir. Well, thank you again. You're welcome. Thank you all again for tuning in this week. We hope and pray that these recommendations help you grow in your walk with the Lord. For any more information, please visit our website, mazewellbaptist.net, or reach out to me personally at Carsonhall.mbc at gmail.com. Thank you, and I hope you have a blessed day.